In the last days, perilous times shall come. <laughs> and it is important, it is vital for us to understand that we must, before we do anything else, we've got to go to God. We've got to go to God. We have seen and read countless times in the Bible when people did not go to God first and made careless choices and mistakes that caused a ripple effect throughout their entire life and their children because they chose to speak and act on their own judgment and not the act and judgment of God. I want to talk today about words of wisdom <laughs> because that's what the church needs. We need the Lord to saturate us. We need his spirit to just overshadow us and consume us. We need our cup to run over. We need the anointing to flow out of us continually and not just on Sunday. We need to allow ourselves to flow in the Holy Ghost and flow in his spirit on Monday, Tuesday, any day throughout the week, any opportunity that the Lord opens for us, we need to be able to speak words of wisdom. What is that going to take? That's a very good question. I'm glad you asked. If my people, which are called by my name, humble themselves, pray, seek his face, turn from wicked ways, then he said, I'll hear. It is important that we start with humility. It's important that we start with a reverence, an understanding, a fear. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter number one, verse number seven, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So to have a reverence or an understanding of the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of of knowledge. So that is your starting point. That is your foundation. It all starts right there. If we don't have a reverence of God, we don't have a respect of him, if we don't put him first, knowledge is not going to come. I'm not talking about knowledge of this world. I'm not talking about street knowledge. I'm talking about knowledge of him. Knowledge of what we should be doing. Knowledge of what we should be saying. Knowledge of how we should be acting. Because if you don't have a fear and a reverence of God, and if you don't put him first, then the things that we're doing and saying is of our own, and it's not of God. But the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So that's where it all starts is to have a reverence of him. So that means when I rise, when I wake up, the first thing on my mind is to humble myself and pray to make sure that I am allowing my flesh to be subsided, allowing my spirit to be uplifted, suppressing my flesh, lifting up 
and encouraging myself in the Holy Ghost so that when I go throughout my day, I have words of wisdom. <laughs> it is so important to make sure that we are speaking, acting, walking, talking, believing, all in the Lord. Church, I, I, I've come today to challenge the hearts of believers because we need to understand something, that when we reverence God, when we fear the Lord, it will help us with, in our speech. It would help us in how we interact with people. It would help us in how we dialogue with people. It would help us how we treat people. It would help us to not offend certain people. It would help us not to look down or look up or look sideways or have certain stereotypes and certain things about certain people and different ones. The fear of the Lord, it all starts there. And when you have a fear of the Lord, because that's what the beginning of knowledge is, he will help you and direct you Every step of the way. Every step of the way is a reverence or fear of God. Notice, not a fear of man, but a fear of God. Not a fear of the devil, but a fear of God. Some of us are reverencing or fearing the wrong people, the wrong individuals. And we're not reverencing or fearing the one that can destroy both body and soul. The Bible says in Proverbs 1 and 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's why the Bible says, unless the Lord build a house, they that build it, they do it all in vain. Psalms 127 and 1, and it reads, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman walketh but in vain. The Lord is our foundation. The Lord is the one that we must put our trust in. The Lord is the one that helps us and guides us and leads us. He is the builder of this house. He is the builder of our house. The foundation must be to fear the Lord, reverence him, respect him. And as you erect the walls, it is being built all in the Lord. Verse 2 in Psalms 127, it says, It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his Beloved, sleep. God is letting us know here that if our trust, in, trust is in him, if we fear him, if we reverence him, if everything we do, it involves him. Everything that we go about our day, it involves him. It involves him. Then he will give you rest. There's nothing for you to worry about. There's nothing for you to stay up late and trouble yourself about. There's nothing for you to be all frustrated about, stressed out, have all this anxiety about. For what? Unless the Lord build the house. They that build it, they're doing it in vain. 
God is letting us know, no, 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 you just need to take it easy. Rest. Rest. Let me handle this. Let me take care of this. Church, rest. Believer, rest. Child of God, rest. We need to let God step in and take care of situations in our life. We need to allow God to step in and handle family issues and family matters in our life. Rest. What are you stressed out for? You're, you're so worried and worked up, and you're allowing your anger and emotion and the carnality in you to grab hold of your heart, and you must be very careful of that. Rest. Rest. Because unless the Lord does it, whatever you're trying to do is in vain anyway. Because when you put your effort, your two cents, your hands to the plow, and you do all the work, that's when mistakes happen. That's when you end up plowing in the wrong direction. And it's going to take you twice as long to go in the right direction. Rest. 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 Let God build this house. Let God take care of this family matter. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, believer? Let God take care of the issues that's going on around you. Let God handle it. Rest. And while you're resting, giving praise. <laughs> while you're resting, magnify. While you're resting, glorify him. While you're resting, lift him up. Because it is important that you receive knowledge from God. That you allow yourself to be humble before him. That you allow yourself to receive his wisdom, his understanding, and not put your trust in him. Why? Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 29 through 31, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of his counsel. They didn't take his counsel. They despised his reproof. The Bible says, therefore, shall they eat of the fruits of their own way and be filled with their own devices. You don't want to accept the knowledge from God? You don't want to accept my reproof? I've been telling you to go left. You steady going right. I'm trying to get your attention so I can give you words of wisdom and how to handle family matters and how to handle certain things that's going on in your life, but you don't want to accept it. So I'm going to just let you eat your own fruit. You know, that's why they say you are what you eat. <laughs> you're going to produce. You're going to produce what you're putting in. Whatever you're taking in, it's going to come out. That's why I don't have to be around people for, uh, I, I don't have to, you don't have to tell me about somebody. I don't need to know. I'll just hang around them. I'll just watch them for a little while. You can watch somebody for a few months, for a little while. You'll find out about them. Because what's in them is eventually going to come out. You can, you can be fake all you want. You can try to think everything's okay. You can smile in my face and act like, you know, you just love Brother Robinson. Eventually, it'll, it'll come out. It'll, 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 something will happen. Something will take place. It'll come out sooner or later. Because what's in you will come out. But God, help us. Help us, Lord, that our foundation is right. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Church, I'm trying to help somebody here today. I don't know if I'm going to say anything else. 
I'm trying to help somebody here today. I'm trying to help you to understand we must fear the Lord. And I'm talking to believers right now because there's many believers. If you were here in this sanctuary right now, if I was to ask you any point in time, do you fear the Lord? You will raise your hand and say, yes, I fear the Lord, Pastor. I want you to just do a self-examination. I want you to go home. I want you to, I want you to uh, uh, tonight before you lay your head down and uh, throughout the rest of this week, I want you to challenge yourself, challenge yourself in your spirit. Do you fear the Lord in all? Of your ways are you acknowledging him in all of your ways is he truly directing your path in all of your ways are you ensuring that you are being the example that you need to be in all of your ways hallelujah because the fear of the Lord is the beginning That's where it starts. That's where it starts. And I don't want to reject it. If he's trying to correct me, God, correct me. If you're trying to reprove me, Lord, reprove me. Because I don't want to be filled with my own devices, my own wickedness, my own ways. I don't want to be filled with my own lust and own desires. I don't want to be filled with all the carnality and worldliness. I don't want to be filled with that because the world will, will, will push that upon you. And I don't want that to become me. But the Bible says in Proverbs chapter number three, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. But bind them about thy neck, write them upon the tables of thy heart. Mercy and truth. Help us, Lord, to speak truth. Help us, Lord, to know the truth. Help us, Lord, to read the truth. Help us, Lord, to have this truth a part of us. Help us, God, to continue to understand it, know it, believe it, speak it, live it. But help us, God, to be merciful while we're at it. Help us, God, to be merciful to our brothers and our sisters. Help us, God, to be merciful to our loved ones. Help us, God, to be merciful to our friends and family. Because, God, if it wasn't for your mercy, if it wasn't for your grace, if it wasn't for you, Lord, forgiving my faults and looking past, hallelujah, all the things that I've done. Forgive me, O oh Lord. Look beyond my fault. Saw my need. If it wasn't for you, many of us wouldn't be where we are right now. So we ought to be able to show mercy to others. The Bible says to bind it around your neck. Words of wisdom come from the Lord. Words of wisdom you will not find in a book of poems. You won't find them on a library shelf. You won't find them in what people consider great books to read, best-selling New York best times, best sellers. Wisdom is not found there. Wisdom is found in the Lord. 
And what we must have is wisdom. God, give us wisdom. God, give us wisdom. God, give us wisdom. I believe all of us need to have the prayer of Solomon. Give me wisdom, Lord, to go in and out your people. Give me wisdom, Lord. Help me, Lord. As I go throughout my day, help me, God, as I interact with people. Help me, Lord, as I talk with my family members, friends. We need wisdom. And when you are asking and praying for words of wisdom, it starts with fearing the Lord. Because that's where knowledge begins. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. We've been dealing with the spirit of offense within the church many years. There's many people. There may be someone listening today. You've been offended by someone in the church. You've been offended by someone because of something they said or did to you. You've been offended because of how they've affected you and hurt you. First of all, I want to say God didn't do that to you. God wouldn't offend you. God would cause no harm to come your way. Man did that. A woman did that to you. That wasn't God, and it wasn't of God. Don't blame God for something man did. Don't take your frustration out on God. Don't leave the body of Christ for something that man did. No wonder the scripture says it's easier to win a strong city than one that's been offended. There's many people, there may be someone that's been offended. I want you to understand something, that God loves you. He cares about you. He knows exactly where you are. I know he's been dealing with your heart. But understand that God, as he's dealing with you and as he's drawing you back, it's important for whoever that individual is that I'm speaking to right now, it's important for you to look beyond man and see God. Look beyond man and see God. Some of us that are needing direction, needing help, needing guidance, I'm telling you, look beyond man and see God. Don't base your next move and decision off of what somebody else has done. Don't make your next decision and move off of somebody else's decision and how they handled the situation. How do you know they even follow God? But it's important for you to have your own relationship. It's important for you to have your own reverence, your own fear, your own acknowledgement of God. Have your own foundation. Have that relationship with him so that he can direct you. Hallelujah. He can guide you. He can lead you. That's what words of wisdom 
That's why we need it so much. We need parents that have words of wisdom to give to their children. We need children to have words of wisdom to be able to share with their friends. We need leadership. We need pastors that have words of wisdom to share with their congregation. We don't need leaders that are going to bag down. We don't need leaders that are just going to give opinions. We don't need leaders that's just going to say whatever they feel. No, what does God say? What does his word say? We need words of wisdom. We need men to rise up in their home, speak words of wisdom over their family, over their loved ones, over their wife and their children. We need women fall on their face, fall on their knees, crying out for their husband, for their children, asking God to give them words of wisdom. We need people in our day that are not afraid to call out to God, help me, Lord, give me words of wisdom. That's what we need in this time. That's what we need in this day. We need people, we need men, we need leadership that have words of wisdom. Don't give me words that you've read or seen somewhere. Don't give me words that you think I need to hear, but give me words of wisdom. Don't talk to me as if you think you know how I feel. Don't talk to me because you think that's what I want to hear. No, give me words of wisdom. That's what we need. That's what the church needs. That's what you and I need. That's what every believer needs. We need to speak words of wisdom. Not here to play patty cake. Not here to play games. Not here just to have a good time. Just to go home to say, well, we, we had a good time and there was no change. There was no altering. There was no elevation. The devil's trying to lure people to sleep. But no, there's been an awakening in the spirit. There's been an awakening in the Holy Ghost. There's been an awakening in the church. There's been an awakening in me. There's been an awakening in the Holy Ghost. And I'm here to shake somebody here today. Let there be an awakening of you. Let God get a hold of your heart. Let God get a hold of your spirit. Let God speak to you that he may give you and endow you with words of wisdom. Because that's what we need. That's what we must have. Right here, right now, today. Lift your hands where you are right now.